At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. We are going to have a great discussion with Brandy Ference and Matt Showers. Brandy goes by Chiller Chick on Instagram if you guys want to give her a follow about some of the things that go on within the trades, the negativity, the borderline abuse, or actually past borderline abuse in some instances, some cases. And she's tackling this from a woman's perspective as a female in the trades as well. So I get on here with Matt as well, Matt Showers, who is the host of Trade Therapy. And we talk to Brandy about this and we talk about our side and our thoughts and our opinions as well. And it's a really good conversation, guys. And I think it's time to stop the abusive behavior that goes on within the skilled trades. Teach, educate, and respect. That's what we need to do. This is the HVAC Know It All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. This podcast is sponsored by the Master Group and they proudly sell Yellow Jacket tools. Yellow Jacket has a new bullet, the DC driven bullet. Basically, it is a DC driven vacuum pump and it's built like a tank. I've got one here as a demo product. And if you're looking for a new vacuum pump, check out the Yellow Jacket stuff at Master. This podcast is sponsored by Cintas, your one-stop shop for the blue collar uniforms and garments. So I like, I like to wear certain things to work. I like to have, I like my pants fitted. I don't like them baggy. I like my shirts to be a certain way. I like, I like vests. I like jackets to be fitted as well. So they're not bulky when you're trying to move around. So if if you guys are looking for uniform solutions for the blue collar industries, check out Cintas. You can go to Cintas.com forward slash HVAC know it all. Welcome to the HVAC know it all podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. All right, so Brandy, you've been on a um, you've been on a tear lately on social media. And quite frankly, I'm I'm actually loving it. I'm very engaged with it because you're you, the openness, the honesty. Um, you can tell like that first post you made the other day, and you could see the pain in your face and and how you wanted to get this all out of here. Um, and, and just, just expose what you've been going through and, and you've been getting a lot of great feedback from a a lot of people in the industry, right? You've been getting a lot of, um, nice messages and, and good feedback from people. So before we talk about that, talk about what, what this, what this mission is you're on at the moment and just explain why, why now you decided to do this. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. Um, it's bizarre. It was definitely not planned. And um, I, I, it kind of really came about organically for me. The day that I posted that first video earlier this week, um, this kind of all came back at me last week, but I got off a meeting with um, a whole bunch of people, obviously, that are involved in this investigation. 
And I was just so like disheartened and broken. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to throw caution to the wind and I'm going to, I'm going to try to say something about this. I did one take and then I hung on to it for seven hours before I posted it because I really labored about posting it. And I'm really glad I did now because I, uh, I do think it's something that needs to come out. And I guess I'm finally at the point in my career where I was just like, F it. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel like I have anything to lose anymore. And, um, it's, I, if I'm being honest about it, uh, this is not the worst thing that's happened to me, which is sad to say over my 18 years, but, you know, abuse, whether it's verbal or physical, it's very cumulative and it's been a lot for me over my 18 years. And it really started on day one. And I am shocked at, I have other friends obviously that are female in the trade and we all do have similar stories to a certain extent or whatever we feel comfortable sharing. But, you know, sharing that video and kind of seeing the, like the avalanche that has come after it just over the past few days, I really know that I, I hit the right nerve and I think I did it at the right time. And although it was never intended to be that way, um, I'm definitely, like you said, I'm on a mission now. So um, it's something that, I mean, I say most people, but specifically women deal with, and I do call it the dirty little secret of the skilled trades. And for the most part uh, in the beginning, you know, people would say to me, well, you knew what you signed up for. You knew what it was going to be like. But in the early 2000s, when I started in the trade, I, I really thought there was going to be a lot of women. Like there was no social media then. And I honestly was like, I was so naive. Like it's early 2000s. There's going to be lots of us. And like I kind of explained, I was like this grenade that got thrown into all of these little spots and it's never been good and it's been a constant struggle. And I think I just finally had enough. And uh, this last, this last kind of thing that's happened and it started back in August of last year and we thought it was sorted out and obviously it hasn't been. So I think um, it's important to address it. And like I said, in my first video, if not me, then who, right. Who's going to take this on. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you said in in the original, I think it was the original video that started this that you were that you've been targeted. Like, what what did you mean by that? Yeah, so it started um, like I said last year in August, September, and there was an individual at work that became really hyper focused with with me and not in a good way. Um, and it, it started out; it was just a lot of really negative talk happening with other coworkers that he would. Um, bring to light some of the things that I did outside of work, which is bizarre. Um, the fact that I teach and I mentor apprentices and uh, even the one time had a podcast, it might have been your podcast up on a computer at work. And he went off on this tangent with another coworker, um, like just tearing me down. And uh, eventually it got brought to management, but not by myself. And as I've never have, as I said in my video, and we kind of sorted it out quietly as I normally have. And uh, yeah, it was, I was assured it was put to rest and that would be that. So unfortunately, this individual, the last couple months, actually, I've had a few incidents outside of work where I thought I was being followed. Um, I had a note on my car and a few other things happened to me outside of the workplace. And it came to light last week that um, it was this person. He actually told another coworker. And he brought up where I lived, where my parents lived. 
And it's just, it's insane, Gary. It's insane. And uh, so now it became a, a question of personal safety. And uh, yeah, I was, um, I was encouraged to file a police report, which I did. And I kind of thought to myself, like, how is this happening to someone like me? I'm 18 years in, like, what do I have to prove to anyone? And how can someone in 2023 think that this is okay? Yeah, you know what it is? And Matt, I'm going to ask you this because you've, you've been involved in talking to people that, that, that are dealing with, with different things in their life as well that's outside of the, the actual workplace, well, within the workplace, but personal life as well. Do you think that has something to do with a confidence issue, jealousy, fear of um, a female looking or, or up, like showing them up on the job and, and fear that, that that might happen to them? Matt, do you think that has a, a possibility within that? I mean, I think there is that possibility where it's just like, you know, I, this is where something like I've talked with Ben from HVAC tactical and he was, we, when we had a nice conversation early on, I mean, that's one of my more popular shows and it was like an hour long conversation, but he got to a point where he was saying like, we just need to like, forget all this machismo macho man mentality. It's just like, we're human. Like we're just, we're people like, and so, you know, whatever with Brandy, and I don't know if this was like someone within like your, I know you work in the hospital there. And I don't know if this was someone like within your, like, I guess I'll say the, the maintenance or facilities department, or if it was someone else outside of that. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know if you want to get into those kind of details, but still it doesn't matter. The point is, is like, you know, why are we treating people like this? I mean, it's whether it's women or even um, for me at times, like I've seen it with, um, with apprentices, just, you know, you've heard the, you know, you've had those horror stories, Gary, I thankfully have not had any of those kind of horror stories. I'm sure maybe brand you've had it as well, where, you know, you've got the angry journeyman that's throwing tools at you and calling you all sorts of names under the sun, because, well, you should know better. And he's like, well, I, I just started, like, I'm, I'm only one year in, like, you know, I know with Canada, you guys have like these five-year apprentices, apprenticeships. And so if you're only year one in, you're only getting like, you know, that's just like one slice of the pie. I mean, and even five years in, you're still not getting the whole pie. You've got like maybe still like a sixth of the pie or whatever it is. Like you still have, there's so much out there. And so to basically like be belittling these young people in a sense, um, like for me, where I was before, I speak from like personal experience um, with just with um, some of the young helpers we had that have left. And they always liked it when they were to be riding with, with us service guys, because we treated them like with more respect. Whereas like the installer guys, like the guys that were doing installations or construction were those those old school, angry, angry, old, grumpy old men, for lack of a better phrase there, you know, just those people that just would just belittle them. Because, it's like, it, well, it's the, it's the perfect, it's the perfect phrase. Yeah. I mean, exactly <laughs> it, you know, the, the, these, these grumpy old men and they're not even necessarily that old, but at the same time, it's like, they've, they've, they've bought into that mentality of, you know, well, this is how I was taught. And there's not, there's, this is, this is how everyone else should be treated. And it's like, well, no, there's a better way. There's, there, I mean, this, again, this is 2023. This is, there's a better way of going about this for sure. I mean, it just blows my mind. Like, yeah, we've got this skilled trade labor shortage and, you know, we can advertise under the sun, like, yeah, this is a great paying job. Like you get education for free, but when you have these work environments that are just total shit, who wants to be involved in that? Like, that's the thing. It's like, people can be like, oh, they're just snowflakes or whatever you want to call it. But at the same time, though, stop it. Just, just stop. You know, it's, it's ridiculous at this point. I mean, I try to, whenever I had um, young people riding with me, it's more like I'm there to try and educate them. It's like, look, you know, the more you know, the better off you're going to be later on. Why would I, why am I going to like treat you like crap? Have I had like bad apprentices? Yeah, I have, but 
I'm not going to just like throw them under the bus. It's just more like, dude, you need to like step up your game, like encourage them in some way, but don't be just like outright throwing them under a bus like that. It's, it's absurd. Yeah. And the thing that I'll say to that is it doesn't matter what level of experience you have in a trade. You're still a human being like you. You're an equal human being. You might not be equal in the professional sense as far as climbing the ladder, but that doesn't mean that you can berate, belittle somebody in in that sense at all. I mean, there there's people and and there's a saying like treat the CEO is the same way you would treat the the janitor or the custodian, right? Just just be be humble and be a good person to everybody around you, and you'll never have a problem with any of that. Now. Brandy, like maybe let's let's get back to your story here and expand on it. So like you you put in a police report like ever since since you did that or since since the report went in, um, has anything diminished? Has anything escalated? Like what's been going on ever since that you did that and you started making these posts and stories and making this public? Yeah, so um, I actually haven't been back to uh, the hospital um, this week. Um, I'm, I'm taking a bit of time because um, I'm not really sure they're unfortunately I will say this one I will say this like they're taking it very seriously and for the first time I feel like um, they're on my side everyone's been very supportive management's been great and just to clarify for Matt this person is part of my team like my facilities team so um, it is someone who you know I is, is part of my world I guess for lack of a better term so I haven't been back and I've decided to take um, a couple weeks just because I kind of explained in a previous post and, and the fact that, you know, abuse is very cumulative and the, and the PTSD that comes with that. And there was a part that kind of triggered some, some old stuff for me that I think I buried away. So just the thought of, of driving in, it actually was, it was upsetting to me. Like, I, I feel like it's a girl thing to say, but yeah, it made me want to cry. Right. And the thought of like, maybe having to see this individual. So I'm told, they're, they should be, I think, at home while there's an investigation going on. However, um, you know, the fact that all of my team members have been involved in this and they've been interviewed and I, I mean, it's embarrassing to a certain degree. I feel like I'm really torn. Like part of this speaks to me feeling like, um, you know, this is why people look at women are an issue to hire. Like, look at what happened. I'm the first female to join the facilities team. Right. And it's like, oh, now look what happened. Cause we hired a woman. But then again, I'm like, no, but that's like, that shouldn't matter. Like, I love the fact that my manager was the first person to hire a female. And his exact words are always when people would say like, how's the girl working out? He would say, she's the best guy I have. I wish I had 10 more of her. And, you know, I was hired because I'm a, I'm a good mechanic. It wasn't to fill a quota or wave a diversity flag. So um, I haven't been back. And I, like I said, I'm back and forth in between meetings. And it's really given me a little bit of time to kind of to think about this and to think, like, what does this mean? If this can happen to me and like the stories that I'm getting from other women and the fact of like me saying, like, you know, I thought once I was licensed that a lot of this would go away, but it actually got worse. And there's kind of a syndrome. It's called like from pet to threat. It's kind of like when I was an apprentice, it's like, oh, how cute. She wants to be a mechanic. But then you go through and you get licensed and, you know, we start making a journey person's wage. And now it's, you know, it got worse for me after I got licensed. I was fully licensed in 2013. So I've been fully licensed now a decade. And it's, Congrats. it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. But, and, and these are things like I, not much has changed. And then, you know, 
I know that I'm not alone. I know there's others, but I really feel like this may be some divine intervention in a way. And I cannot in good conscience um, be an advocate for women in skilled trades, try to talk women into getting into the trades and telling them how great it is when I know full well in my heart what they're in for. Unless they're working for like maybe people they know or and they're in some kind of a bubble. And even then they could still be exposed to some of this. You know, I mean, we're talking about, I've, I've talked to women like who have been raped on job sites, sexually assaulted. It goes beyond verbal abuse. But even at that, like, like Matt was saying, not only should you not have to be berated, but I mean, I had a journeyman one time that always would just talk about how the seatbelt landed on my chest, like when we were driving, you know, and it was like so uncomfortable. It's like, what do you do? Like I would drive all the time, like holding my seatbelt out and kind of hunching over. So imagine trying to like learn the trade. And I mean, at this time, there wasn't even a woman's uniform. Like I looked like a small boy wearing my dad's clothes, right? It's not like mm -hmm. I went to work in form-fitting outfits. So it's unbelievable really what's out there. And I don't really think many people understand the extent. And I think that's why I feel like it's now my personal mission to be more vocal about this. And instead of just advocating for women in skill trades, I think I need to advocate for change in the industry. And like Matt was saying too, I, I do mentor apprentices and I talk to young men that are only in their early 20s that are ready to leave the trade and they're only a year in. So I think change for, for us, for women, is actually a good change for everything. We promote this, this, this industry as the third and equal option out of high school. There's university, college, or the apprenticeship pathway. We cannot promote that as an equal pathway if we are not treating people as professionals in a professional environment. It's not right. No. I 100% agree with you. And I made a promise to myself as an apprentice that I would never train an apprentice that I was training the way I was taught by some of the people that I was trained under. Now, granted, I came out of it a stronger person, but I, I, if I was to go back in time, I'd rather not deal with the abuse, but the, the, the lessons learned I would keep, but the abuse could could go over there and and i had a, a company owner when i first started in the trade he was abusive i mean mentally he never like was physically abusive but i was scared to go to work i made a podcast when i first started this podcast i made a podcast the title of the podcast i think was my boss used to scare me or my boss scared me or something like that because he did i would go into the office right and, and he would sit in the dispatch office and i would kind of tiptoe in to grab my file and tip because i didn't want him to know i was he i was there mm -hmm. i didn't want him and, and i was just a young kid there was other mechanics there that would come to work um one, one of the guys before he came to work he said he would throw up every morning because of yeah. because of because of him so i just wrapped up another heat pump job yesterday and this one is centralized again, but it was had its own matching air handler with heat strips. I got to tie the heat strips in, but these things run, this Toso machine runs phenomenally. And I used all the, the latest technology in the, the tools I've got to put this in. Rapid locking system, the Navac bender, power bender, the Navac powered flaring tool, my Testo 550S gauges, the 552i vacuum gauge. And I made sure that, listen, when you're doing heat pumps and you pull an evacuation, you have to watch the rise on the evacuation because 
What can happen is if you don't pull a proper evacuation, there's any moisture left in that system, that machine's running in a cold climate, ambience below zero, you know, below 32. Any moisture that's in there can freeze up and cause blockages, amongst other things. So when you're pulling your evacuation, just because you're down below 500 microns, when you close off your pump and isolate the system, that could rise back up to 1,000, 2,000, meaning you might have more evacuation to do. This happened to me yesterday. I was pulling evacuation. I was down at like 250, 300, closed off my core removal tool valve, and it went back up to two or 3,000 microns. I waited five minutes and pulling more, more, <clears throat> more evacuation on the system. And, and it dropped to 1,000 microns when I blanked it off. And I kept doing that until I seen it stabilize and not rise beyond. It, was, I didn't, it didn't rise beyond 150 microns when I was done. You got to be very caref careful with that. You have to pull an evacuation below 500. And it has to stay below 500 when you isolate it from the pump. The system does, right? And then you can open up your valving and all that kind of stuff. Let's get back to the conversation, guys. Right. Because of how hard nose and how kind of just mentally grinding and, and abusive he was. Now, I can I, I want to tell you guys a story because I kind of had a similar thing that happened to me on on LinkedIn. I don't think I've told anybody this before, to be honest with you. I've told some people in close proximity, but I haven't told this in a public way. But I would say about three or four years ago, um, after a video I made about a tool or something like that, uh, a lady from a, a major manufacturer reached out to me and she says to me, um, if you'd like to get together for a coffee or drink of your choice, she says to me, I'm like, that sounds a little weird um, <laughs> to talk about some opportunities we might have. Um, I'm more than willing. And I said, uh, you know what? You can tell me the opportunities over messaging. I don't, I'm not going to meet you for a drink because I don't even know you. Um, first of all, we've never talked. You don't just reach out to somebody and say, let's meet for drink of your choice over the internet, someone you've never talked to. Uh -oh. So, uh -oh. so I, I declined that offer. And for a while she would get on my posts on LinkedIn and make these weird comments. It was kind of offside. And then it got, it, it escalated. It escalated to the point where she left a review on my LinkedIn page saying I was a fake. I was a phony. I was this, I was that where I had to, I actually had to call the president of the company, get him on the phone and say, listen, this is what your employee is doing because, um, because I denied to go out for a drink with her. I said, this is not right. I said, you need to put an end to this right now because she's actually threatening to, to go and make posts about me, exposing me as a fake and a phony on top of the review she left on my LinkedIn page. Luckily, I was able to hide that review because it was just a bunch of BS rambling. And this lady must have a mental problem, like, uh, like a, a, I guess a mental health problem because I also called her former and I found out where she worked before and I started to investigate and I'm like, I got to find out if this lady's off her rocker or if, if she's just got it in for me, like what's the deal here? So I called her former employer and they said, Oh, we let her go because we couldn't take her anymore. So hmm. obviously this lady had some, some mental health issues. Okay. She needs some help, but it was, it was getting to me to the point where I'm like, I can't take this anymore. And I had to get on the phone with her boss. Um, and then after I did that, it stopped. So he must've talked to her. I don't know if she got fired. I don't know if she works there anymore. I have no idea, but that's something that I went through about maybe four years ago. So 
it, it's it's it happens to men too, but not to the extent that it happens to women in the trades because women are newer. Um, uh, men see women coming on, and, and I think they see it as a bit of a threat, to be honest with you, because they they don't want to admit that that a female can do their job as good as them. They don't want to admit that, but it's it's a hundred percent untrue, right? It's a hundred percent untrue. Yeah. You know, Gary, it's funny that you bring up that story. Like I imagine, so a good friend of mine is a plumber. Um, she was actually a foreman on a job and do you realize like she did construction. So an inspector, a plumbing inspector actually wouldn't pass her job because she wouldn't go out with him on a date. Wow. So imagine having to go to the owner of a company and she had to try to explain to him why the job wasn't passed and they couldn't start um, boarding stuff up. Like, imagine having to try to say that to your boss as the only female at the company. And she was so good at what she did. I mean, they loved her there and she was a foreman. But yeah, this plumbing inspector wouldn't pass her job because, and she was married, you know? And it was like, it was, it's not a joke, you know? Like, these are people's careers that you're talking about. It's our reputation. And it's something that, you know, I think it seems like I've seen a few comments. Um, I can't keep up with all of them, but I know some people are like, oh, like, what's the big deal? You can just go sue somebody. It's like, no, it's actually, you really can't. And I think that's that's one of the biggest problems is that through all of my years, I would have never have made it this far had I even made a complaint the first or the 50th time that something happened to me. Because you just, it, it, your reputation follows you farther than even you know. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, I want to get you back into this because you, you you do bring up some good points as well. Um, when you speak, look look, I'm giving Matt a compliment right now. When he always <laughs> he always berates me on social media for all my spelling, but I'm giving you compliments. See, Matt, this is how it's supposed to work. Uh, <laughs> well, well, even well, even on that front, you see, that's just it. I mean, you you know, like we can have like this little banter. You know, there's a difference. There's a total difference between like this little banter where it's just like you know, oh, you're just busting someone's balls or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's a total difference between that and then going just like the extra mile and making it full on verbal abuse or bullying or whatever. Like, you know, yeah, I can nitpick at your at your posts or whatever, Gary, or in there. You know, and I do it to other people. You're not immune, obviously. But there are some people out there that have actually then messaged me in some way. And they've said, hey, you know what I'm dealing? I have like dyslexia, so I struggle with this. Could you not? And I'm like, oh, my bad. Didn't know. So then I like I'm like, OK, your stuff is like on my little don't don't go there list because they have some, you know, they actually have like a disorder that prevents them from spelling or, you know, spelling things correctly. So I'm like, okay, cool. You're on the list. I'm not going to do it anymore. And they're like, thank you. I appreciate it. You know? And so there's that, you know, it's just that in in a sense, it's just that having that respect for people, you know, it's not the, it's just that, you know, it's like Mike Maravier always says, just be good humans, you know? And, and, you know, it's like, we, I was talking when, again, when, when Ben and I were talking, it's just like, you know, we're all out to be the best person that we can be like the, try to be the best version of ourselves that we can be, whether it's the best HVAC technician or that, you know, in our field, whether it's the best plumber, or the best electrician or whatever, it's about just trying to like better ourselves. But when we come across these people that are just outright assholes, it, it, you, it just, it just puts a damper on it. And like you had said, Brandy too, you know, if this stuff were happening in some corporate world, well, this wouldn't fly at all. Like so, there'd be no. HR involved, there'd be HR involved, there'd be sexual harassment lawsuits or whatever else going on. But because it's a trade, you know, it's just like, well, that's just the way it's always been. And, you know, even it's in, or it's like, oh, that's just the way they are. And that's just it. It's, you know, it's in even like, you know, it's that what, like what, again, with what Ben says, you know, HVAC tactical, it's a mindset. And I feel like, you know, 
like folks like you all, you know, like, like Ben, like you, Brandy, like you, Gary, like everyone else. That's almost like that, like this niche group that we have kind of like this community we have on Instagram where it's just like, no, we're not putting up with this bullshit anymore. We're, you know, we expect we're trying to take our game up here. Like, you know, we're, it's been down here for so damn long. It's like, no, no, no. We need to bring it up a few notches. If not like, you know, not like, if not like tens of thousands of notches, you know, it's just, it's absurd. Yeah. That's just it. It's just, it's just insane that this is, it has been this way for so long. And now it's just like, yeah, it's 2023. Women are starting to kind of get into the workforce. And now it's like, there are women in the workforce. Like, oh, just stop, just stop. Good riddance. Who cares? You know, that's for me. It's just like, just respect them. Like, do they do the work? Awesome. You know, are they better at it than me in some ways? Okay, good on them. You know, do they have better customer service skills? Because say like, you know, other people, they appreciate the fact that, you know, I've heard other stories where, you know, a woman shows up to someone's house and it's like the wife shows up at the door. And it's like, oh, you're the technician. Oh, it's like, it's just like, there's that, you know, that ease in a sense where it's just like, oh, it's not some strange man. It's like, oh, this is, it's a, it's this wonderfully pleasant woman. Fantastic. You know, it's, there's these comfort levels. There are benefits to doing this stuff, but we all, you know, these people need to get off their freaking high horses and say, just stop, just chew some humble pie for a little bit. I, I remember when I first got into the trade, I was in school, I was at Humber College and uh, doing my kind of pre-apprenticeship. And there was the the company that I worked for, it was called Air Patrol at the time. And there was actually a man and a, a woman, they were a wife and husband, and they were an install team. This is going back 20, geez, 20 something years now. But she was the first female I saw in the trade. And that was when I first entered. And they were an install team. I was like, wow, like that's, I, I, I didn't know that that was a thing. Like, first of all, I didn't know that um, women were in the trade because I had never heard of a, about a woman being in the trade at that point because it was such a male dominated thing. And then it was a man and, and, a, and a wife team. It was, it, was, it was crazy. And then when I was in college, there was girls in my class as well. So the insurgents started slowly, I think, back then. But now it's just so powerful. Every time you flip through Instagram, there's a new account of a new uh, female electrician, plumber, uh, you know what I mean? HVAC, whatever trade it is, carpentry. And, and, and I look, go look at their following and they're like 100,000, 200,000, some of these girls. I'm like, wow. Like, and, and it's not because they're girls. I actually look at their, their posts and their content and they're actually making really, really good content that is actually within the trade and it's deep within the trade and the work they're doing is good. Right. And I think that maybe that they're female and it's new, it's, it's attractive to other people to watch this happen. I think there's a, there's a bit of a, there's a fishbowl effect going on. People are enjoying watching it happen and they want to observe it in real time. So I think that might have something to do with it. Brandy, do you agree with that? That even though we should be equal, there's still people that are very, um, what's the word that like they just want to observe how the, the, the females in the trade are rising up. So they keep a close eye on it. Do you think that there's any truth to that? Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think there's, it's good and bad. I mean, I can remember like working up at the nuclear plant for the first time. And even this is prior to social media. Like I've lived in that gold. I've lived, I live in that fishbowl, I guess. Like I'd have my mail by this time I'd already put blinders on and I just put my head down and go to work. But you know, my male counterparts that were um, part of my crew up there, they'd be like, you know, like when we're just up here working, like none of these maintenance guys are around or like, we're just here by ourselves or, 
they'd be like, you know, we walk into to go have our break or something in the cafeteria. And it's like all of a sudden you walk in as one of the only women and it gets very quiet for a second. Right. And believe it or not, like there's a part of you, like there's a part of me that just stopped noticing after a while because it's hard enough, I think, to do our job as people. We have a tough gig and it's hard to be on. It's, it's even worse if you're under the microscope and you're being scrutinized. So I love, I love seeing all the new accounts. And I think that that's part of what makes this even more important. Um, some of it is like, I love especially the, what, what you're talking about with the really good content and all that. But I do believe like a lot of the women that have reached out to me and men, believe it or not, there's been a lot of men that have reached out over the past few days, you know, regardless of what they're showing and all the positivity on their feeds and social media, there's a lot of darkness that accompanies that. And I don't think that that's fair that any of us should have to carry that around anymore. I know myself, I almost left the trade five years ago, like or shortly Shortly before, I was just on Instagram a little bit, but I hadn't quite found our little community yet. Um, and yeah, like before, I I just had I I had a breakdown basically because of what happened at the at the branch I worked at, and I really felt like, you know what, I couldn't do this anymore. I was just gonna pack it in. And we talk about like other professionals, like imagine someone you know who's a lawyer or a doctor, and they're just like. Yeah, you know what? The abuse is so bad from my coworkers that all of the time and money and effort I've put into developing my skill set in this career, I'm just going to pack it in and, and go work at Tim Hortons. You know what I mean? Because I can't do this anymore. I just feel like I'm the worst, worst technician ever. You know, it's just I don't think you, you don't see that in the same respect. Right. I know people's other careers are stressful. But it shouldn't be to the point where you're ready to have a mental breakdown because of the abuse that you're suffering day to day at work. You know, I mean, in the early days, like I remember going to wholesalers and them serving like all of the guys standing behind me and not even acknowledging that I was standing there, you know, or working with journeymen that, you know, would just I would get in the truck and they'd be like, OK, the rule is like you're not going to say anything. I don't want you to look at me like just pretend I'm just going to pretend like you're not here even to the point where I remember having to work with certain people and I was supposed to go meet them and they would just drive out of the parking lot without me and I would just really? be left sta standing in the parking wow. lot like I'm like okay what do I do now like how do you go tell your manager yeah so what do you want me to do now okay you can go clean the shop I guess so it's kind of like this you know, this culmination of things like I love I, and I think that's part of what makes this so important is there is such an influx because we need bodies like we do have the skilled trades labor shortage. I don't feel like recruitment is the problem. I do feel like retention is a huge problem. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of women that have dipped their toes in the water and they're not going to stay. I know other people that get licensed and the minute they get licensed, they're out because you know what? They're like, I'm just going to go do something else. And I have my ticket now. Yeah. So I want to ask you a question and I want to get your honest opinion on that, on, on, on the question I'm going to ask when you're riding along with a, a male tech and he is uncomfortable and, and he says things like, don't even look at me. I'll pretend you're not here. Do you think that I'm just thinking out loud here. Do you think that when he goes home and tells his wife, if he's got a wife or a girlfriend, that he's working with a female apprentice technician training, whatever you're, whatever he's doing with, with yourself or whoever, do you think that they're getting slack from their wife at home going, well, you're working with a female all day. Like, you, you know, 
I, I, there's jealousy involved in a lot of that stuff. So yeah, is, is, I, that, is that a it, thing? It's totally a thing. I know um, it's, it's a crazy thing and you're right. It's, it's totally on point. But then again, I go back to the fact of, you know, there's integrated workforces everywhere else. Yeah. I, real, I realize that if you're the oddity, like if, if you're like, you know, the, the only one that it does seem odd, but again, like, you know what, I, I didn't, I had an interview question. I think I shared this before, like trying to get into the trade. Somebody interviewed me and during an interview, the owner said, well, are you here to find a husband? Like, this was a question I was asked in an interview and I was like, oh my God. And I think, I, yeah, I, th I think you, you've told me this at one point because yeah. I remember this. Yeah, and, and, and it is. It's a thing. And I get that. Like the one interview, the guy had to have his wife come sit in with me before he was allowed to hire me. He had to have his wife's approval. Like it is totally a thing. But again, I, I do think that that lends to the bigger problem. Like, you know, we are not just sexualized beings, you know, just because we are of the opposite sex. That doesn't mean that's what we're coming to work for. And I, I think it goes both ways. Like, I mean, I myself too, it's no different. Imagine if, you know, my significant other, right? I work in an almost fully male dominated field, right? Obviously there's, there's going to be a little bit of uh, like uneasiness, right? Yeah. But, but we have to get over it. I find for the most part, you know, it doesn't matter the age, you can't pinpoint it. I've had the most amazing older journey persons that, you know what, as soon as they know you're showing up to work, they don't care. They don't even see the fact that you're a woman anymore. I've had a lot of harassment from younger men, older men, but the jealousy part is there. And I get that with the spouse, but I think part of that's brought on, they're bringing it on themselves. If we keep it professional, we keep it about the work. I'm here to learn about the equipment, you know, that's all it has to be. It's just like working with any other person. And as like Matt and you both said, like we're human beings, right? Mm -hmm. And I think also what you're saying about like the, the jealousy factor, like with the potential jealousy factor with um, like say, you know, people like men's male technicians and their wives, for me, that's like a trust factor then. It's like, well, then what are you doing as, as a technician or as a person that your wife now is suddenly suspicious? Like for me, if I had, if I had like a woman riding with me, if I was working with another, with, with a female coworker or something like that, and I came home and was telling my wife, she wouldn't bat an eye because she trusts me. And so for me, it's like, well, you know, again, this is like kind of like that root problem of like, well, what are you guys then doing behind the scenes then that your wives are going, that are, your wives are even suspicious or your significant others? Why are you even suspicious? Because there should be that trust factor there. And so I think, again, it's more about that character, you know, again, going back to like just being the best version of ourselves, you know, what is your character like? And that, that's what, I mean, a lot of these people are caring about now more so than anything. I mean, it's, I think in some way, that's one of the reasons I got recent was hired to train recently was just because like the people I work with at train now, they are all stand up guys. I feel like I'm like, it's like cream of the crop kind of stuff. Like the guys in there, like they got like, they're like, Hey, do you understand how this works? And I'll be like, well, no, I'm so new to this. I'm like, Oh, here, let me take a moment and, and explain how this stuff works. And it's like, it's just blowing my mind. I'm like, this is, this is fantastic. Like, this is the way everything should be. It's like, I shouldn't be like, you know, I'm not getting wrenches thrown at me or like, oh, you should know better. Like the guys that I'm with now, and like, they want me to learn. They're like, here, let me help you because they know like, you know, essentially like they're going to retire at some point and, but train the manufacturer, it's not going to go anywhere. Someone's got to figure out how that stuff works. Otherwise we're all going to be, otherwise, you know, the whole company could, you know, it's going to speak ill of the company then. 
And so I think, again, yeah, it's like, what are these technicians? Like, what's their character like? And that's, I think that's a part of the problem as well. It's like, we need to kind of get those bad apples out of here and let's get some good people getting in here. Like, you know, like yourself, Brandy, like Gary, and these other people that we have in our little niche group of Instagram, you know, again, build this trade up and get good people in here just so that, you know, we can get this stigma off our back. It's going to take, it's going to take another decade to two decades, I I think, until we get rid of not all the negativity, but a lot of what we see, because a lot of the negativity we're seeing right now is from a generation that was taught negatively. So that's all they know. Right. And, and one, and the thing that I say to some of these guys is like, I, I say, are you union? They're like, well, if they are, I'm like, why are you asking that? I said, well, listen, do you want, don't you want younger kids coming into this trade? Because if your union, um, they're going to be paid basically when they come in and they're making money, they're going to be paying your pension. Right. Really? Yeah. Right. And if yeah. you don't, well, let's say you were, let's say all the 60 year olds retire and there's like 10% of that amount of techs coming in. How are they going to get their, how are they, how are they going to get their pension paid if there's nobody working and creating that money to, to pay them? Right. I mean, Everybody thinks that the money's just sitting there waiting for them. Maybe it is, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes they rely on the 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 the, the workforce coming in to pay for the workforce going out as mm-hmm. far as pen- pensions go. And that that should be something that a lot of people should start to think about. And I mean, they they say they love this trade so much. They've been doing it for 25 years, never had a problem this and that. Well, if you love the trade so much, you've been doing it for 25 years, don't you think that you should take a little bit of pride? and the younger generation coming up and maybe teach them something and not be so ignorant and, and put them down because they might want to use a set of digital gauges instead of analogs and, and an old, old school thermometer that you could barely read because it's, it's been in your, your pocket protector every day for the last 20 years. Like, I I mean, come on, like people got to get real, people got to get real and, and stop being so selfish and, and grow a little bit of empathy towards other people is, is what I think they need to do. I think too, like, you know, we, we advertise ourselves as professionals. I think there's a huge part of that missing. I think the, uh, the lack of leadership ability is, is it's horrific and it really shouldn't be like the wild west. Once you leave the office and get in a van with somebody, I mean, that professional courtesy has to extend. We're teaching other people, we're educating other people. And you know what? We should be taking that seriously. You know, it shouldn't be, it's like, it's like, I feel like you're in this constant um, initiation or hazing period, depending on who you are. And unfortunately, you know, for myself and a lot of other women, it's never ended. And if anything, the farther along we go in our career, the worse it actually gets, which is unbelievable. So it's, it's one of those things too. I don't know how we add that component in, but for all the training that we do, you know, the people skills for some, it comes naturally, but for others, I do think that some of the companies could do a lot better. You know, you shouldn't just be sending people out um, and throwing them into the fire if they're not going to be, you know, taking that job and that role seriously. And that's what it really feels like to me. It feels like over the years, it's just like whatever, you know, verbal garbage wants to come out of their mouth. They just don't care. You're like dirt on the bottom of their shoe. And it's just not right. It really, it, it, to me, it's disheartening. And I think that there's no, I, I'm not surprised we have a skilled, a skilled trades labor shortage right now. I'm not surprised at all. Because like, 
I said in my one post, like, I mean, who would not want to make amazing money, have incredible benefits, and it, and for the most part, you'll get a pension. Who doesn't want that? Like, we'll never be replaced by technology, right, guys? Technology makes our tools better and our equipment cooler, but we well, still need bodies, right? Exactly. We'll, we'll be the last. The, the skilled trades that have to actually go to site to repair things physically will be the last people to get replaced by computers really is what yeah. it comes down to right we'll we'll still use the technology to make our job easier faster more efficient um diagnose better install better but at the same time you're not going to i don't see any robots coming out anytime soon that's going to go climb climb a ladder troubleshoot change a part um you know what i mean hook up gauges manometers all that kind of stuff i don't see that right now Hey, in a hundred years, that could be a thing, but right now I don't see that. I don't see that in the, in, in the near future. So, I mean, yeah, like you said, and, and I think this younger generation sees, sees that there, there's a group of us, especially on, on Instagram, because it's a tight knit group. And, and I think a lot of the younger kids see that they want to be professionals. And the thing, the good thing about Instagram is that everybody is their own brand, right? So and that's something I've talked about before. And, and and the older generations, they don't get it. I argued with this guy for like half an hour. I'm like, dude, you're a brand. He's like, he's like, fuck that. I'm not a brand. I'm I'm a tech. I do that. Like, I'm, I'm like, no, you're a brand. The way you represent yourself, the way you dress, the way you talk to customers, that is your brand, right? That that is your brand. Whether you like it or not, that's that's you. That's your brand. But we're taking it a step further right now now everybody's got their own logo everybody's got you know what i mean that they've got their own kind of way they do things with their content and they're trying to they're trying to elevate their game and, and other people see that and they try to catch up right they try to catch up to, to to that guy's elevating his game that girl's elevating their game and and we're 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 doing this we're trending upwards instead of trending downwards and i think that's a good thing we're yeah. all trying to be professionals more professional we're all trying to build our own brand and grow it and you can't build a brand and grow it if you're negative you talk shit to people you're mean to people like you throw wrenches at people you can't do it that way so i think people are starting to realize that now mm -hmm. i think what's really funny too is um I, there was somebody that made one of those video memes where it's just like I, because somebody was shit posting on somebody and it was just like you know this guy had just like this h it's like and then the the hvac army appears which basically was representing like all of us just like coming down on this one person being like dude <laughs> just get out of here just don't even don't even stir that shit pot here like you are not welcome here it was just like you know it's just again like you're saying like this avalanche like that's what kind of happens i feel like when someone does like you know, it, you know like say like a flint like we'll just take an example like if someone were to shit post on like flint mike flynn or jeff j dams installs oh my gosh there that would be like a total firestorm because their stuff is just so freaking immaculate like I, I i mean i just i bust on jeff's chops like a little bit but it's just like some stupid little nitpicky thing. And he knows it at this point, but at the same time, it's just like, if someone actually like, you know, posts negatively about anything that they would do, for example, like, oh my gosh, like, I, you know, everyone would just be like, dude, you are nuts. Just go back to Facebook or whatever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it all comes down to jealousy. And, and I've seen it with uh, like Eric Ani, like mechanical hub. I've mm -hmm. looked at it like, 
I went to his TikTok one day and I'm like, God damn, how did you get so many followers so fast on TikTok? And, and I'm, and, and because of that, he's got so many comments and he's got a lot of shit talkers and probably 90% of them are homeowners that do DIY plumbing. Right. And they're calling him a hack and he doesn't know what he's doing. And, and I'm like, sometimes I get on there and I'm like, dude, you have no idea what you're doing. If you're talking to this guy like this, the guy's like one of the, the the most famous probably the most famous plumber in the goddamn world right and and he does good work he's everywhere he knows tools he knows he knows this he knows that he's a very smart guy and, and when people shit talk him i i just i just laugh my ass off but anyway i i don't know brandy let let's end this off where are you taking this thing um like where where do you want to go with it how far do you want to go with it where does it stop does it ever stop <laughs> Is this a mission yeah, a, that you're on till, till the end of time? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm actually, I'm really been racking my brain. I want to know, like, how do I do this? Like, how do I facilitate real change for us, you know, as an industry? Um, first and foremost, obviously for women, but, you know, I think it, it does start with getting the conversation going, which obviously has started happening. It's an uncomfortable conversation. And I kind of thrive in that environment, which uh, makes me the perfect candidate to get this started. But also it's more or less like we have to start holding people accountable. We can't be hiding anymore in the shadows and just burying it, you know, like, and that's kind of where I'm, where I'm trying to start thinking about stuff is like, how do I really do this? One thing I'd love to start doing is actually start for those that want to start to take the lead in, in kind of this movement. I'd love to start talking to employers about how better to integrate women onto their mostly male or all male teams, because there is a better way. There's a way to, you know, um, educate and prepare the team and inform them so that it makes everyone comfortable right from day one, right? And I think I've done everything wrong. I'm the first one to say that. Um, you know, when I first got into it, it was like, okay, I'm just going to be one of the boys and like, that'll make everything okay. I can laugh at all the you know, overtly sexual jokes and I'll go hang out in drip row in the strip bar and everything will be okay. And they'll like me, but that's really not right, the right way to do it, nor has it obviously ever been okay for me. So I think it starts with the employers. It starts from the top down. Obviously good people in the trade are there and other women are out there and good men like yourselves are out there like you and Matt and others. But you know what? That's not really facilitating the change. We have to really start from the top and work our way down. So I guess I'm kind of on a blind journey right now. Who knows how I'm going to take this absolutely all the way till my last breath. But I, I think I'm kind of starting some focus there where I want to see if I can start reaching out to some employers and, and see if they're interested in having the conversation and learning how to do this a better way. I hear employers, they're looking for bodies. They're looking for good techs that are going to be committed that they can train. If they're actually serious about that, then we have to have this uncomfortable conversation. And you know what? It has to be something that we can talk about and it's going to filter down into the field. It can't all of a sudden just be smoke and mirrors like it's been up until this point where we have these conversations and everyone plays nice in the office. But the minute you get into the truck and onto the job site, it, it goes away. You know, and I'm not saying where people need to be threatened with their jobs or everyone has to feel like they're walking on eggshells. I believe a lot of it is driven from ignorance. You know, if if you yourself and the women in your life, you could never imagine them picking up a tool or they're a certain type of a personality. I understand where that comes from. And I kind of liken it to like, you know, the like the, the spider and the person. Right. They say like the spider's just as afraid of you as you are of them. 
And I think it works that way for us in the fields. Like, you know, it's fear of the unknown. And if you're not really sure how to interact with a woman or how, how, do, you, how do you treat her on the job site, it's probably going to come out badly. And then if, if maybe there's a couple other guys at the company that aren't on board, well, as we all know, negativity breeds negativity, right? And then it's more comfortable just to agree with the, the, these guys and, you know, okay, well, they don't like her, so I'm not going to like her either, or whatever the case may be. So I think kind of that's where my head's at right now. Um, and then we're going to see where this goes. I just really feel like with all of these uh, skilled trades, you know, there's skilled trades conferences everywhere. The school boards are involved. We're recruiting everywhere we absolutely can. This has to be part of that conversation now. And, uh, and like I said, I think I've opened Pandora's box. So there's no putting the lid on that now. No, I, there's, there's definitely not. Yeah. Was, that, sorry. Well, I was going to say, and I think for you, because you're kind of in like this perfect position, because as you, you know, with you've got your students, you're, you're a teacher. So you can almost then are in this position that you can talk to like potentially these potential employers and say, look, I've got some, you know, some, you know, some young ladies that would be awesome, but here's what you guys need to do to kind of like maybe do some preparatory steps or whatever. I mean, and I was thinking also, there's that wonderful saying, you know, hell hath no fury, like a woman's scorn. And I just, you know, whenever everything posted with you, I'm just like, oh no, somebody picked the wrong chick to mess with. Like, oh no, oh no, there's a, there's a shit storm coming and you just asked for it. I'm, I mean, I'm just like, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to enjoy watching this. I mean, but, you know, but seriously, I just, that's, I thought to myself, you know what? It sucks that it happened to you, but at the same time, I thought there is really no better person, at least that I can see for this to happen to and to start something like this than yourself, because, you know, you are, you know, you are an older, older, quote unquote, person <laughs> in this field. And you've, I am. Like a, and you've been this trailblazer for so long, you know, like you said, 18 years. And so for you, like, this is just another step in like your journey to basically be like, you know what, I blazed this trail and you know what, I need to keep, keep blazing. And I'm just like, you go girl, you, you, you keep blazing through that fire and that forest and just light all these old assholes on fire, please. You know, like for me, it's kind of, um, I think it's cathartic because it would really, I've kept going for so long, even when I haven't wanted to, because, because of the next generation coming up behind me and, you know, I think this for me would bring me a lot of closure and for me, it would be very cathartic to know that it wasn't all for naught. Like, you know, um, I quit drinking almost two years ago now and there was a lot more healing that came out of that, but I was in a really bad place for a long time and it was directly related to the abuse I've been suffering all these years on the tools and, you know, to absolutely be able to try now to kind of forge this new path for everyone else and make sure that, I'm not just promoting and advocating for women to be a part of the skilled trades, but now I want to advocate to make this a better, more, it's a, it's a kinder landscape for everyone. I think that in itself would be for me, one of the best rewards I could get out of this career that I've been so passionate about for so long. So, mm -hmm. so one, one last question, then I'll, then I'll let you guys go. Would so, so anybody that's been involved in, in making you feel this way through your career, if they were to come to you and apologize and it was sincere, would that mean a lot to you? Would that mean something to you? Or is it too far gone at this point? You know, unfortunately, I feel like the individuals that have probably had the most negative impact. In fact, I got a message from someone saying there is still an individual that's still doing the exact same thing they were doing before. I can't really see those people, Gary, 
coming to apologize. Yeah. However, you know what, if, if someone was actually sincere about it, I do feel like there's value in that. I feel like we all grow and learn as human beings, or we hope to. Um, I know I've had a lot of growth uh, over these past few years, and that would mean something. I think it would mean something to, to all of us, to any woman who's been assaulted in any way on a job site, to have someone just be able to come up to them and say, you know what, I was a dick and you know what, and I'm sorry. And I don't know why I did that or where it came from, but it wasn't right. And maybe they were at a bad place in their life too. Maybe they just are, were going through a bad divorce and you were the one that was, you know, taking the brunt of that pain. Yeah. So absolutely, Gary, like there's, there's a lot to be said for an apology if it's sincere. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Brandy, I wish you like tremendous luck on this. And, and I think it's, like I said, I said it in, in one of your posts. I think this is going to be, this is, this will define your career. Because because you are you are challenging something that everybody is super quiet about, and you're you're getting loud, like you said, the hashtag get loud, right? This yeah. this is going to be your legacy. Everybody's going to remember what you did here. So I wish you tremendous luck. And like I said again, I said in in, in one of your posts, go get them and and get them all because everybody that they need they need to know they need to know like from from the the people that they have mistreated that it was wrong and there's better ways to do things and and if they don't know that they're, they're never going to learn maybe it's too late for them but maybe we we can by showing them what they did wrong we can teach the new generation what to do right is is what i think absolutely thank you so much no problem matt last thoughts no like i said again <clears throat> i mean you go get them i mean and like i said just for anyone out there just in overall in general just just be respectful just be those good humans i mean i know folks that listen to this podcast are you know they're those ones that want to be better and so i mean i would say then you know see what you can even do in your own workplaces like to be like a better person or to be a better mentor wherever you are wherever that might be whether it's like you're an apprentice you're a senior technician what have you anyone that's listening to this just for the love of god just treat your, the people around you with respect. I mean, you treat your customers with respect. Otherwise, you, if you did that, then you'd be fired. You know, treat everyone with respect, whether it's a customer or a coworker or whatever. Just, just do that. Just, you know, as Mike Mayberry has always says, just be good humans. Awesome. Guys, thank you very much for your time tonight. This was a great chat. Loved it. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yep, thanks, Gary. So if you listened all the way through, thank you, guys right? It's all about respect. It's all about educating. It's all about being better human beings and realizing we're all equal as human beings. And if you want to be disrespectful to your coworkers, I mean, it might come back to haunt you one day. That's all I'm saying. It might come back to haunt you one day. Great conversation. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you, Matt, for getting on here with me and discussing this. I'm out. Happy HVACing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know It All on Instagram. Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.